Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is what is this? It's the Blue. It's Heaven the Pod. Blue Heaven Podcast. Man, 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 man. Guys, you are now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Drink responsibly. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on the Twitter, on the Instagram. That guy right there is your best friend in the world. Doug McCain, DMAC underscore LA, Twitter and Instagram. Doug, happy Monday. No Dodger baseball. It feels like a day off was needed. It, uh, they need some home cooking. They need to be back here in the friendly confines of Dodger Stadium. How you doing, my man, Mr. Clint? Hey. Dodgers aren't doing good. I'm doing better than the Dodgers right now. A rough road trip. They've been bad on the road this year. They have to figure some things out. I'm not very happy about it. Yeah, they are the new Rough Riders on the road. Guys, on today's show, we've got to have a little bit of positive. So we're going to look at the things uh, with the Michelada half full. We have just the bad and the ugly, though, because, you know, the good is the Michelada half full. We have to dive into the Dodgers' number one concern and blame pie Dave Roberts edition. This is your guys' opportunity to sound off about your friend Dave Roberts. So drop into the chat. Let us know you guys are representing Dodgers Nation tonight before the uh, the little NBA sports game action that's going on tonight, which I think is a thing. But yeah, uh, jumping jumping in them comments, guys. And we're also on on you know podcast mediums if you want to listen to us after we go live. And please do subscribe. YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit the bell, leave a like, leave a comment. All that kind of stuff really helps us out. So let's get into uh, some of the comments. And we know our, our boy, our favorite, Craig Osterberg's in the stream, checking in from the 310. What's going on, Craig? We got Noah going hard in the paint already on the comments. So um, he's literally right there, too. He can just walk over and talk to me oh our first one paul o'driscoll fire roberts fire roberts I take guess, a shot every I guess time that means every there time, you go every time somebody says fire it's roberts a tradition should we do it where it's a like i take one like, now we won't be able to pay attention to all that but dump it jump into some comments or we, dump some comments here. we got justin lamas ownership 50 percent front office 25 percent dave 20 percent players five percent that seems like a pretty reasonable breakdown from my friend justin lamas over there pie. on youtube we got rob says roberts doesn't stand up for his players when the umpires suck interesting take it a few times but i think lighting a fire definitely does something but i think we have a veteran laden group like they have doesn't mean much but yeah i mean not too much on that one. we got joshua offense is good but we just need more length from any starter besides miller and curse and bullpen needs big help that's a good starting point probably get to that in a little bit but yeah i mean starting pitching they've been bad bullpen They've been bad, but save for Bobby Miller and Clayton Kershaw, not getting very much consistency at all through this rotation. Yeah, we have uh, also Nando 390 saying fire Roberts, fire Roberts, fire Roberts, fire Roberts. So that's four drinks for me. So you got to go ahead and just keep talking. That's a lot of fire Roberts right there. We got uh, Dan with the Super Chats at from Noah. We got uh, who else we got? We got Grove going six. Bruh. Shut out next star from Ben Kawucha. Wow, interesting. Somebody, some, somebody's high on Michael Some Grove, Grove believers out there. Look, I think Michael Grove's a guy. The velocity is still trending in the right direction. He's just not executing pitches with enough confidence in my eyes. I think he's a guy that screams future bullpen piece. I don't see him as a starter for this team. Maybe two-winning guy. A two-winning guy, him. a long reliever, maybe a back-end starter for another organization. But we got Craig Osterberg. White Sox is the Dodgers' medicine. Yeah, maybe a little vitamin D for the Dodgers. This White Sox team playing a lot better of late. There's some attractive pieces, some intriguing pieces. <laughs> I would like to see change uniforms. Maybe hey, they're already close. Maybe just go ahead and do that. So it would be very interesting to see them against a White Sox team that's been playing a lot better of late. We got B. Guzman. Roberts needs to drop some F-bombs. Yeah, a lot of Roberts talk, a lot of Roberts. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit in our Blame Pie segment. Our Blame Pie segment. Yeah, yeah. Who deserves the blame? We're going to get into that for sure. Yeah, so let's uh, let's dive into the fun of the show with a little bit of Manta Sleep. 
Love me some Mantis Sleep. Here we go. We got uh, Mantis Sleep. They make the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have energy to live your best life. Get out MantisSleep.com today so you can sleep better anytime, anywhere. Get your Mantis Mask today. Use the code DN2023. Get that Mantis Sleep. Don't be like the Dodgers pitchers when there's runners on base Falling asleep. Don't be yes, like Alvarado sir. yesterday. Yes, sir. So definitely, definitely. Yes, sir. Use that promo code DN2023. Also, don't wear your man to sleep mask around your headphones. They don't it doesn't work as well. Or if you have a giant head, you might need to get a bigger size, but uh you got other Big problems. Cranium. If, if that's uh, if that's the uh, situation. All right, Doug. Mitch Alada half full. We gotta look at some positives amid um a rough road trip. It was a bad road trip. They lost four of six games got walked off three times a couple of times off uh caleb ferguson but let's look at something positive bobby miller robert anthony miller is him give me some uh give me some bobby miller yeah, Miller Mania is official. He's living up to the hype of 0.7 ER rate through four starts, nine pitchers since 1901 to allow two runs or fewer over his first four career starts with a minimum of 20 pitches. Three of those nine are Dodgers, by the way. Kenta, he's not Yoreda, he's Maeda. And of course, Fernando Valenzuela. Yeah, I think Bobby Miller, what he's provided to this rotation, it's been astonishing. I'm enthralled by it. I'm moved by it. I'm excited. It has me going. Miller time, we know it hits the spot every time, right? He hits his spot every time. I said if he had a good start, I'd break out the shoey back again. No, we got a Miller no. time shoey oh, no, here no. again. Oh, Hardito shoey! What is happening? <sighs> that is you disgusting. Like that, you'll see more shoeys. Hey, Cody Miller. Hey, the only good thing about that was because it was a Hornitos. That's Hornitos. all I'm you, uh, you do it right with Hornitos. All right, I'm buzzing. No, I mean, look, I think with this guy, I, I listened to what he said after the game. I mean, he wasn't focused on being too nasty. The way he's using that slider. I thought the at-bat that he had against Nick Castellanos oh, where he gets can we just, swinging. Can we just acknowledge that uh, bro got right back into his point here? <laughs> hey. He's like, let me drink booze out of my shoe. And then Bobby Miller, you know, 28 strikeouts, whatever. I, mean, I just don't know how to act. This kid gives me goosebumps. This kid gets me exciting because, look, Ugh. this is exactly what this Dodgers starting rotation needed in the worst way. I think there's no question about it. If the postseason started tomorrow, there's no question he's in that top three. If there's a healthy Julio, a healthy Kershaw, and a healthy Bobby Miller, he is in the front of that rotation. And he's I think my he, number one starter. He's your number one starter? At this point. I think, look, that's. I think it depends Set on the, the matchup. Tone. Setting the tone, look, I would be okay with that. I think, I mean, just, I think you look at his poise on the mound, his presence. I think the fact that it's not about the gas. He is truly commanding five pitches against righties with that sinker, four pitches, the change of the curveball, the slider. And I think it's the way he's adjusting with that slider. Sometimes you're going to the harder slider. You saw he took a little off on that bat to Nick Castellano. So he has four legit pitches, five against righties. The way he's pitching, it has me moved. I think the way he was able to get out of that jam there in the second inning to just get out of it with the bases loaded. I mean, it's ice, ice Bobby, man. The way he's able to go out there and perform. So I'm excited about this kid. I think he has the absolute potential to be a frontline starter. I think if the Angels called today... And they said, we'll trade you Shohei Otani for Bobby Miller. I would say no. I would hang up. I would say, we'll sign you in the offseason. At this point, where I'm at with Bobby Miller, I look at the fact that this, to me, is the most important development for the first part of the season. Moving forward, this is number one with a bullet. The fact that you have Bobby Miller doing what he's doing, you possibly have a frontline guy for the future, I think it's big time. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they'd absolutely be lost without this guy in the rotation. Um, also, Mash that like that that thumbs up button for Doug doing a shoey live Do on air. Again. Don't yeah. Oh, all right, we don't need it. We don't need it. Now. Although you could take a sip of the Hornitos though. That is delicious. Come come down. Just drink the Hornitos straight but up. Time warning. Want the I, money? I do like to. When I remember things that I've said in the past, I think it's fair of me to acknowledge how wrong I was about Bobby Miller. I mean, up to this point, yeah. Are we way, way, way overblowing four major league starts? A thousand percent, but it's fun. The whole point of these type of things is to overreact. That is what we do, and what he's doing right now is a savior for this uh, Los Angeles Dodger team. But I, much like some people in the Dodger organization, I wasn't so sure this guy was going to be a major league starter. They weren't really giving us the the feeling that 
the organization was giving us the feeling that they were exceptionally high on him. Days before his big league start, Dave Roberts was like, no, he's not going to be an option. Back against the wall, they had to go to Bobby Miller, and uh, Miller has answered the call. He's not going to be just some middle reliever. He's not going to be the Dodgers' closer of the future. This is a guy that you can put up there in the rotation for the next five, seven, eight years with Walker Bueller and and the rest. Maybe your boy Ryan Pepio, best friend. Yeah, no, I think absolutely <laughs> no question about it. exactly correct on that out. one. I think that a lot of people, even within the organization, to be fair, I think that's a really good point that you just made, is that there's a lot of people that are shocked. It's not just some fans out there that said, yeah, you heard some people saying maybe he ends up in the bullpen someday. Maybe he's a closer. But I think one thing that I'm latching on to after the games is he's saying the adrenaline, right, the spotlight. Have you ever heard of an in-game shooter? He's an in-game shooter, right, a guy that misses all of his shots in the warm-ups, then the game starts, the light turns on, then he performs and I just think his poise, his moxie has been so impressive. He didn't have the fastball command early, did not have the feel for his breaking stuff. He struggles. The pitch count goes up. He's deep into counts, and he completely turns it on. And he was pretty much lights out for the rest of the way. You get in seven strikeouts, 15 swings and misses. And just look at the competition, too. The Braves on the road, he gives them the ATL. You got the Nationals, he beats them. He said he looks like Daddy Yankee. He was the Yankees' daddy at home. And then you saw what he did in his last start against Philly. They tried to knock him out like Rocky Balboa. No, he did them like uh, Kluber Lane in the second one. So, yeah, I really like what I saw from Bobby Miller. This guy is an absolute beast, and he's exactly what this Dodgers rotation needed. This kid is special. He's got that special sauce, that it factor that you can't explain it, you can't identify it, but you just know it when you see it. Yeah, it, it, well said. He he is uh, him. Before we get into eyes, eyes, Bobby. your next uh, uh, Michelada half full from the Dodgers, Salvador Castaneda over on the Facebook He's put Fire Roberts a whole bunch, so I'm going to be drinking for Jeez. a minute. But, and also, Alex Kirschenbaum says, no. more shoeys. No, don't li don't you give in to the crowd. Only a million dollars worth of Super Chats, and he'll do another shoey. But uh, before I start drinking. I got frostbite. My, I'm cold now. He, the bad thing is he put, the, he put it back on. This is really tasty. Shout out to Hornitos. This is really good. Crisp, ding, refreshing. Hornitos. Ding, ding. So there's another guy that this Dodgers rotation is relying on, and that is the guy they've relied on for many a moon, Clayton Edward Kershaw. Um, he's, he just keeps on getting it done. And at this point, we don't know where this rotation would be without him. We don't. And it's another Mitch, a lot of half full take. And really, no one's been consistent. Bobby Miller and Clayton Kershaw absolutely have. And he was fantastic once again. He was exactly what this team needed. He put this team on his back like he's done for so many years, for so many just big starts when they need it the most. He takes it upon himself to go out there and perform. And he did just that. And he also has exactly 2,900 strikeouts for his career. He's 100 away from 3,000. I did the math. Talking about if he has 13 more starts, eight strikeouts per start, he could be—he could actually make that. I mean, he could actually find a way to eclipse the 3,000 strikeout mark really this cool. year. So, look, if I had a lamp right here and I had my Dodgers dreams and you give me three dreams, one of them would be Clayton Kershaw wins a World Series MVP. So what if he wins a World Series MVP or at least a World Series gets 3,000 strikeouts? Is that the end of Clayton Kershaw this season? Do you write off into the sunset? I think that's something he might highly consider. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of hoping he doesn't get the 3K because that gives him another reason to want to stick around into uh, 2024. And it should be in Dodger blue, but yeah. And also yeah. only Dodger star that hasn't been on the IL. So everyone go out there, go find some wood and start knocking on it. Okay. Because this, this Dodgers rotation, they have been decimated by injury. So to go out there and see him perform the way he is to put out those starts. And I think that he wants to kind of put this injury prone label behind him, but it's going to be very interesting to see if he does stay on course, he's able to make these starts. Do they say, hey, at some point in September, do you do some load management with him? Do you let him pitch every sixth or seventh day or something like that? But I still think he wants to go out there and he wants to pitch and perform. And this rotation needs him. Yeah, he wants to pitch. He wants to perform. I don't need to add. You already said enough about Clayton Kershaw. I don't need to add too much. But I will say he's not going to want to take any time off in September. But I also think he is smart enough at this point in his career. I mean, it's going to depend, really, on how his body is feeling at that point in time. But uh, they're going to care much more about the World Series than the bags. Uh, another MVP or another whatever. He doesn't care about the awards. But we got to go to DJ producer Cody because I hear there's Cody something insane in the mix, going on. Live, Guys, live. we got a super chat. Super chat. Hey. Hey. Little, little new animation there. Hey. 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 
I hope the music is playing for you guys. Oh, it is playing. I'm listening to it. All right. Sorry. I'm freaking out a little bit. <laughs> Cody's happy boy. And, sorry, give me one second. Uh, and he lost it. And we lost it. All right, I'll just keep dancing. Da, 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 da. There it is. It's, this must be a great super chat. Mm, mm, there it oh, is. Nice. Michael Carrillo just Michael. looked it up. We're third lowest bullpen payroll for $2. Shout out to you, Michael Oh, wow. That, I didn't know it was that bad. Thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you. Appreciate you being all over my face. <laughs> I, didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know where the graphic is going to be. We're still trying to dial in some of the graphics. But shout out to uh, Mr. Gary Leaf putting in some hard work on the, uh, the updated... Uh, Graphophonics. On I hope this. you guys enjoyed that. Uh, the fireball by Pitbull on that. I, yeah, you guys can. Oh great! Now we're getting demonetized. Uh, Perfect. Uh, Thank God for not, super chat. Not. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Uh, bullpen definitely a struggle. We will talk more bullpen a little bit uh, later on in the show, but uh, that is kind of eye-opening. The how cheap the bullpen is, and it shows that there was not much. Forethought into it? I don't know. It was, it's a say. I don't know. It's another situation where they're just trying to get by with, you know, dollar store hand me downs, and it's worked to their credit. It's worked the last couple of years. This year, not so much. But more on that in a bit because we got to stay positive. Mitchell, yeah, I'll respond to that a little later. Hornitos half full for one more take from DMac here. Uh, one thing that has been really good for the better part of the last month, month and a half, and that is the Dodger bats, the Dodgers offense. They are putting runs. They're putting points on the board. Um, the In this case, the dollar store signings are working out great. You have J.D. Martinez, who is the best slugger, uh, slugging DH in baseball, one of the best slugging hit players in baseball, and he's first place in the NL uh, All-Star Game vote as at DH, which is the right call. But uh, the offense getting it done, and Andrew Friedman – and Brandon Gomes and the company showing they know what they're doing in some cases. Yeah, for the offense, they're doing their job. This is the group project. They are carrying the weight. They're getting A's across the board. 36 runs in six games of the road trip. They hit 12 home runs. Freddie Freeman, it's MV free. He's still performing like an all-star. But who I want to highlight, though, is some of these one-year deals. The David Peraltas, the J.D. Martinez, even Jason Hayward, your boy, gave a bomb the other day as well. So, yeah, if you look at this team, if you look at David Peralta in June, he is hot, red hot. He's slashing 455. His 682 slugging as a 214 weight runs created plus. He's 10 for 22. Let's not forget, this is a guy that was still coming off of surgery. This is a guy that has hit 30 home runs in his career. This is one of the better bat-to-ball hitters that we've seen. I think for him, it's about adjusting to that role, find a way to get hot, find a way to get a rhythm. He's doing just that, and I predict it right now. I think at some point in the postseason, he's going to be one of those guys that has a walk-off hit, has a big hit to change the course of a postseason game. You always are going to predict it's going to be the Freddie Freemans, the Mookie Betts, some Sometimes it's those unexpected, those unsung heroes. I think David Peralta is on it. I'm on the David Peralta train, choo-chooing all the way right there. So there's him and then J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez, like I said, I was doing cartwheels when we made the signing. I did a video in a parking lot because I couldn't even wait to get home. And he's been better than expected. He's exceeded expectations. And the video once actually did pretty good, guys. Oh, it saying. did. The, the video did pretty good. The video did pretty good. Yeah, like 30... <laughs> Like Are we talking about the J.D. Martinez breaking news? Yeah, J.D. Yeah, Martinez. That was a great, that was a great video. Yeah. That was a great video. Sorry, I had JD to throw that in JD stands for just D-Mac. No, look, okay. No, <laughs> J.D. Martinez. So last year, Got the slugging was down, right? He had 16 home runs in 596 plate appearances. He already had 16 home runs in 215 plate appearances. If you look at his isolated power, so isolated power, it's a good way to measure raw power. It's slugging percentage minus batting average. It's gone from 174, Clint up to 350 that's second all of major league baseball behind Aaron judge with hitters with a minimum of 210 plate appearances so he's providing something that Justin Turner didn't provide enough of last year in the middle of that lineup and that is slug that is extra base hits he is a professional hitter that's on a mission to prove that he's still one of the best hitters in the game and I'm fired up about JD Martinez man he has been that man he has been uh, a phenomenal addition to this team <laughs> in so many ways uh, having having a legitimate slugger uh, in that four hole in in that three hole when you need him day in day out. I mean, he's a throwback player in a way. Like it, it it takes you back to the good old Mike Mike Piazza days. And yeah, I didn't I did put them in the same breath, not the same category, but.
stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Comparatively, this is a guy who go, shows up and and uh, what the kids say, I show up and I hit dingers or I show up and I, and I hit dingers. bombs or whatever. Like he, that, he's that guy. He's that guy. I'm just yeah. saying. What you got for me? I got another super chat. All right, it's huge, huge stuff. Who's? I hear somebody has their audio Super on in the back. <laughs> it's me, <laughs> Lori O nine ninety nine says. I don't know how to feel about what D Mac did. Here's some money. We appreciate Let that, Lori O. You know, do a shoey for Lori. Will shoey for food. Honestly, that kind of that kind of feels like a hornito shot taker of the day Ooh. for me. Hornitos, Lori, Lori. Hornitos. She is. Uh, you, you are our hornito shot taker of the day so far. Mm, 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 so far, mm. we'll throw in. We'll probably throw in more because that wasn't necessarily a Dodger related question. It was a DMAC related question, but I wanted Lori to feel We're having the fun. love. Having, having fun, fun out here. Will I need new socks? Yes. Will these shoes get moldy? Yes. Am I gonna have to throw these away? Possibly. Will I still wear them? Absolutely. So anything Guys, for Bobby Miller's success. Hey, uh, F's in the chat for uh, for Doug's socks. All right. <laughs> Buy a new pair of uh, Kershaw Skechers. I, I didn't remember if we had hey, some Kershaw Skechers. Hey, 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 you're here, and I know we're gonna be okay when you're here. All right, well, uh, if we're talking about things being down bad, like Doug, Doug socks, um, Doug's reputation, we got to talk about the Dodgers being bad on the road. They are now 17 and 19 on the road. Lost four of their last five series on the road. There is a stark difference between what the bullpen is doing on the road versus at home. And just run prevention for this team is kind of all bad. What the hell? They look like two different teams. When they're at the friendly confines of Dodger Stadium at the Ravine, they're just a different ball club. They're 17-9 on the road. They've lost four of their last five road series. They continue to struggle, especially with the bullpen. There's a couple different ways you can look at it. Yes, you're on the road. Yes, you have the ballpark factors that are a little different. Yes, you're facing uh, offense for an extra time. You face them in the bottom of the ninth. Of course, there's that too. But the walk-offs, I mean, that was a painful Week the walk-offs for the Dodgers three in one week. Of course, Tuesday Caleb Ferguson he struggled. Shelby Miller he gave up the hit to McLean. Then Benson he hits the two-run shot off our best reliever in Evan Phillips. And then Schwarber hits the Schwar bomb off of Ferguson a hanging cutter right there. I did not like the sequencing on that pitch with Caleb Ferguson. Should have gone with the hard stuff. He throws another cutter. I haven't seen a pitch that bad from Fergie since she sang the national anthem at the All-Star game. Okay, that's how bad <laughs> that pitch was. But still, yeah, the bullpen has been bad. Just the overall feel of the club when the offense they're carrying the load and yes they are scoring runs yes they have taken their foot off the gas a little bit yes they haven't performed later in games but still that is enough and they're just not getting enough starting pitching they're not getting enough out of the bullpen and they really need to pick it up on the road because these numbers you're gonna be playing rough competition on the road all season long we know that anytime the dodgers they fill seats teams want to buy tickets to the dodger game look at the phillies game that place was sold out to the brim because of who is in those road unis so they need to pick it up they need to do a better job I think it really starts from the pitching, bullpen, and Dave Roberts. Yeah, and I mean the pitching. It's really it's the bullpen is is bad, and like you said, that is a symptom of the starting pitching struggling. You have Michael Grove, not he's not a big league starter. Uh, Noah Syndergaard is not a big league starter anymore. He said as much. I can't get big leaguers, uh, big league hitters out. He's gone. Um, they need some help. They need one more guy. Tony Gonsolin. He's not a bit of a of a cold streak himself and all of those guys make that bullpen work that much harder uh get put in in bad situations more and more but it's not it's i don't think one thing is leading to the other but they're not helping each other and this team is a, is a team that needs some pitching help pretty bad and whether that's internal whether that's uh out of organization we'll find out we'll talk more about that in a little bit but uh good stuff on the bad stuff so far with your bullpen. Uh, there was a comment. Our friend Sarah Morris says, without Martinez, going back to a little bit of positive to get into one of the uh, topics we wanted to touch on as well. Without Martinez, Muncie will be a problem. He has been bad both offensively and defensively. Let's focus on the offense. 
your boy Max, friend of the show, it, he'll tell you he's not in a good spot. He's not in a good headspace. He's hitting the ball really hard when he is making contact, but he's hitting right at dudes or there's spectacular plays being made. I know on Sunday he had a, a few plays where there was, you know, expecting batting average of what, 410 on one and, and 860 on another or whatever. What, um, what's going on with Max? What do you, how, how much of a, where's this at on the concern meter for you? I would still put it around a five. I mean, still getting on base yesterday. Yeah. He that way on. Katie had where Marsh made the play in center field that that would have been a home run in one of 30 stadiums at Wrigley had an 850 expected batting average. So the Babbitt gods, they have not been real kind to him. He's definitely not had a great go of it from that standpoint. Look, last time we wanted to sell Max Muncy short, last time we wanted to get off of him and trade him and send him to the moon, he went up going on a tear. So do I think Max Muncy is going to be lights out or some phenomenal slugger for the rest of the way? I don't, but I still think that he's better than what his numbers show right now. If you look at some of the advanced stats, some of the expected contact stats, uh, he's due to turn around for some positive regression to the mean. I think it's only a matter of time. And look, you do have J.D. Martinez who has picked it up, so you're not yeah. desperate for him to pick up the slug and i think you kind of just have to bet on the fact that there's really no other options right now that you could put him in his, in his spot right now to expect better results yeah no well said this is who they have if they if they can go out and get a matt chapman or go out and get a nolan arenado clear improvements at the position you'd love him to do that but that's not a reality and reality is next month he's pretty decent he's actually gotten better he's been making some pretty okay plays at, at third base of late um, you know, every once in a while he's going to throw a little wild. Every once in a while he's going to defend a little wild, catch the ball a little wild, miss one. Uh, it's not his natural position. Yeah, I think we've been, as Dodger fans, have been blessed for a while because Justin Turner was a really, really good third baseman. Even as he got older and started losing a step, he remained very good. But Max Muncy's better than your uh, your average guy at third base in a co-ed softball league. So if that helps, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but going back just a hair. Let's talk about uh, expand on one of the issues for the for the the pitching staff, and it's been all season long, and that is the 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 trouble, the issues, the problem with the stolen base. Teams running wild on this pitching staff. What do they do? <laughs> I mean, the frustration really is that they haven't shown any improvement. You haven't seen more slide steps. You haven't seen them changing the cadence. And you saw it come into play yesterday. I mean, bottom of the third inning after Trey Turner tur doubled off Taylor Scott, they end up doing a double steal after that with Trey and Bryce Harper. And then what happens? Claret comes in and starts single to center, and that scored Turner and Harper. So in that situation, you're getting one more run when it could have been just one run. And you saw the Dodgers when they pulled within two with those home runs that, yeah, it could have been a closer game. But if you look at the numbers, they're atrocious. I mean, teams have stolen 84 stolen bases, 84 stolen bags against this Dodgers team. They've only thrown out nine runners. So it tells you that they're not respecting the run. Teams aren't respecting the Dodgers. And, hey, when the next time they play the Diamondbacks again, I'm afraid about that. I mean, if this is a close race, and you got the Diamondbacks again, and that team's running wild, they're just pickpocketing, pickpocketing, they're stealing their lunch money, and the Dodgers aren't making the necessary adjustments. Yeah, I, I get I get real scared uh, of the idea of the Dodgers playing the Diamondbacks again because now, now the Diamondbacks are kind of like, this is a legit ball club. They're out there, they're winning. They got a three-and-a-half lead, a game lead over the Dodgers, four-game lead, wherever the hell they're going to end up by the end of the show. Um they're feeling good about themselves, and and I I feel like the Diamondbacks really don't have anything to prove the way let's say the Padres felt like they had something they had to prove, so they don't care about going out and beating the Dodgers. They're they seem to have a real vibe, and admittedly, I don't watch a lot of Arizona baseball, but they they seem to have a vibe of like yeah we're just here to show up and play our game today, and that's how you win ball games. The Dodgers have been doing that for ten years. Uh, and they've won a lot of ball games over those ten years. But uh, when when these two match, these teams match up, there's gonna be a lot of stolen bags as long as Corbin Carroll is healthy. Yeah, no, exactly. And then that's just something that this team needs to fix before the postseason begins. And I told you a few weeks ago, a few months ago, when I was at Dodger Stadium, and a very credible source that I won't name said, "Hey, this Dodger team hasn't done a good enough job in training and teaching these pitchers." how to keep runners on base, how to hold runners. So, yeah, I mean, this is something that is definitely an issue within the organization. And we'll see how much 
what it's going to take. Is it going to be a situation where at one point someone steals a, a bag that leads to a game-winning run, and then they it say, will. finally, hey, we got to address this issue? I mean, you have to address it sooner than later. It's going to go bite this team right uh, if they don't uh, find a way to address this. Hey, hey you got to get something from Cody. He picked up uh, – you You did a name drop, not name drop. So He, he did picked, a, a yeah, non-name drop. Yeah, but it, was, it still felt right, like a right, big right. – it was like, yeah. whoa, yeah. Wait, all I mean, right, okay. big shot. Yeah, okay. they say guessing is harder than knowing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, there was there was a good amount of comments about the Max Muncy conversation here. Some folks saying he needs to lose a pound or two. Came into spring training decently. Let's say 10. Somebody said 10. So if we're going to be specific here. Um, but, yeah, folks want a – a uh, they want an improved third baseman. And that's tough. We like Max. He's a, he's a really, really good human being. And I think at some point – He's gonna he's gonna figure out a, a way to put this team on his back again, and everybody's gonna forget everything because that's just the story of Max Muncy's career, especially in the last couple of years. He finds his way, but yeah. And what I'll say to that is, look, I mean, 18 home runs, still one of the tops in the league. He's still an above average bat, and I think the bigger picture with Max Muncy is this is really an audition for him moving forward. This is really an audition year for Max Muncy, considering he has that very team-friendly $10 million club option. You would assume most teams would want to pick that up, but defensively, the woes, the fact that the DH position could be occupied by another player that I'll try not to name, and you, you want to see... Show me the show, hey. You show me see, the way. Uh, what Max Muncy can do, but... I don't know what yeah. else runs the show, hey. Defensively, I mean, yeah, they... I mean, I remember the double in the DS with uh, down the line with Hassan Kim in the in game four, the NLDS. I mean, he struggled with, back, with his backhand down the line. So, yeah, I think for him... If his offense is good enough to justify the defense, you'll take that. But it's not easy to go out there and find a Nolan Arenado, a Manny Machado. Those players come at a premium. You're looking at $200-plus million for a player of that magnitude. And I think this Dodger team, they want to allocate their resources to other positions. Yeah, I'll just say don't sell your Max Muncy stock because uh, we like him. That sounds like a clink here. That's, oh, okay, I'll do that. I think I honestly feel he's going to have a pretty good homestand. He, uh, he's due. He looked very, very frustrated in, in Sunday's uh, Sunday's game there. Sunday's loss, hitting the ball that hard, you know, the the play, uh, you know, made at first base by uh, by Clemens. The center field play, Cody Clemens, Cody, Cody Clemens, with a K. Oh man, you guys, uh, you guys, friends, brothers, been known to, as yeah. Clint You're Pasillas would say, <laughs> known to this guy over here. But uh, <laughs> why'd your dad do roids? I want to get through a few more of the comments here. I really enjoyed this one. Nando 390 saying my grandma can steal off the Dodgers and she's got no legs. <laughs> what does he mean by grandma? Yikes. Huh? Um, uh, John, 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 John Kinwan says, uh, D-Mac is my Dodger daddy. How do you feel about that? Hey, man. How do you feel Whoa. About that? I feel great. Father's Day is coming up. I expect a nice present. Maybe uh, some. What, do you, what are you getting yourself for Father's Day? <laughs> My, myself for Father's Day, a nice another. Because he's a some father. Oh wow, deadbeat dad drinking uh, it up. Yeah, <laughs> at least he has culture and taste. Maybe a PS Five. Honestly, I really want a PS Five. How, how that would you're not you don't seem like a gamer. getting real right there. <laughs> I really want a PS Five. You don't you don't strike me as a gamer at all. That would take away from your ability to like. Yeah, just but my wife is a gamer, and it would be a good thing for her to do while I watch the real games. <laughs> While Doug watches, puts on a nice slate of the 1994 NBA Finals. <laughs> exactly. Guys, Doug was actually watching the 1974 LA Rams play <laughs> last night. Hey, hey, fact. he's got to he's got to lock in for uh, his locked on Rams. You know, like Shout get in out. there. Hey, plug, plug, follow him. Hey, he's back underscore LA Rams Insider. What is up, Ramley? No. <laughs> Uh, Roach says uh, he's the source, by the way. So he's the source who says the Dodgers aren't doing enough Dang it. Uh, as a pitching staff to fix the stolen base issue. Um, Rebecca comes in here and uh, she's backing up or she's backing down from her commentary in your postgame show yesterday. She says, y'all, I think I was too harsh on Dave yesterday. I mean, I have a legitimate I have legitimate complaints, but Andrew also needs to cough up some dough for good pitchers. I'm going to make that another Hornito shot taker of the day Let's because, because Rebecca got real. That's real on real right there. So that's real. I'm going to have a shot for her. Oh. Ah, it's not an actual shot. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go back, we got another super really? chat. Hey. 
This one is a big one because Dodgers Nation Hall of Famer MH Dodger for Life is back. Yo, Almost $199.99. Don't know the solution. Can't imagine the decisions, but happy Father's Day. That's awesome. Best Dodger. Oh, wait, 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 you haven't tried that? Yeah. yeah. Best Dodger. <laughs> uh, Dodgers channel Bleed Blue. Breathe blue. That's so there we awesome. Go. That we'll play so, it again. Oh, we're playing it again. Super for the dee, super super dee, chat. Dee, dee, MH, dee. appreciate you so very much. That's um, that's pretty legendary right there. So hey, Max Munch against the Giants. He's gets uh, that's he's a father right there. So that's that's gonna play against sons. That's uh, that's part of the way uh, towards you like your the bucket PS5. hat. You a bucket head guy. You I'm a bucket head. You guy. are. Yeah. I I don't think I don't think I look very good in the bucket hat. I don't think I look very good in a lot of things, but um. Shout out to your mom. That's a that's a very that's a very throwback. I think you would look yeah. good in the. the but I, I like the bucket. The hat. bucket hat that are, are a little bit longer on the brim. Does that make sense? What it's do you my mean? My new fashion advisor. Like the the bucket hats with longer brims. Does that ring is a that bell? a thing? Yes. No. No. Because I don't know if that's a, like a far. No, I don't, it's not a farmer's hat. Anyways, I, I <laughs> I'll get I get down with a bucket hat. I really wanted one of those Dodger ones, and then I eventually found out where to, I could buy one, and then I bought one. That exact one would fit you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Should we get back into the show? <laughs> Should we get back into the show? Sorry, guys, uh, for all of the distraction here. But um, maybe that's what's going on in the Dodger bullpen. They're all wearing their Manta sleep masks. They're, they're all... The, their bucket hats. They're all, <laughs> that bucket hat's pulled over their, their eyes there. They're like Gilligan. They lost at sea. Doug, the Dodgers' number one concern their number one issue is pitching 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 what the hell the pitching is the biggest concern there's no question about it and that's really the difference between the 2023 dodgers and the dodgers of the last eight or nine seasons we could always count on a rotation on a bullpen that was consistently in the top five that hasn't been the case so far this season and that really is where their struggles begin and end the offense they've been carrying the load they've been doing their part but the pitching just hasn't looked apart i mean if you look at this dodgers rotation one thing that really stands out to me is the home road ERA, like you talked about, 313 ERA at home, best in baseball, a 570 ERA on the road. That's worst in baseball. And if you look at this team as a whole, I mean, they're 22nd in pitching, they're 13th in whip, and this is just not the team that we've been accustomed to seeing. They're 18th in opponents batting average. Now, what's the problem? What's the root of the problem? What's going on? Well, if you look at the start of the season, if you look at that starting rotation, even before the season, when Ryan Pepia went down in the Angels series, the freeway series before the game, they have two of their five opening day rotation intact, and that's Clayton Kershaw. Then you have Bobby Miller in the mix. Tony Gonsolin comes back. He's had his ups and downs. Thor has been a thud. He's not named Thor anymore. We just call him the guy named Noah Syndergaard. So you're talking about a starting rotation just hasn't looked apart, and they're not getting the quality starts as well. I mean, just 23 quality starts with this rotation. Clayton Kershaw has nine of them. Oof. Okay, so you're not seeing the Tyler Nothing. Andersons like we saw last season. Walker Bueller, he, of course, is injured. We most likely won't see him as a starter, maybe as a bullpen piece later. Dustin May, he goes down on the 60-day IL. So that, that was, was the big, biggest domino. That was honestly the biggest That was one. a huge domino. Yeah, I think we were all, I was extremely high on the potential for that kid's season. And now, I mean, at that point, coming back from from uh, the another injury scare in a in a a spot that just cost you the last year, you know, year and a half of your career uh, in that forearm elbow area. You don't know what you're going to get out of him when he comes back. You don't know if you're going to get uh, a, a timid Dustin May and a timid Dustin May is not going to work on the mound. I think it's, it's such a violent delivery uh, to make that ball spin and do what it's, what it does, which people don't do kind of for a reason. Um, he's a, he's a freak of nature in some way, long and lean. He's all elbows and kneecaps. And, uh, and that, that gives me a lot of concern coming back if he's able to come back. Uh, but coming back into August and, you know, when do you pull that ripcord? If it's not working, how long do they really stick with that? Trying to make a, a, a postseason rotation. Yeah, that's really the big question at this point. I think they're in the process of really assessing what they have. And if there is a silver lining in all of this, is there's one good thing to make out of all these injuries. And by the way, I don't know if it was a Padres fan or a Giants fan or an Astros fan. I don't know who sold their soul for all these injuries. I don't know who made a wish on a monkey's paw or something like that. But yeah, the injuries have been terrible. But I think 
really what it comes down to is who are the dudes you can trust to fill out a postseason rotation and also who are the guys you can count on? Because, yes, you go way down and deep into the rotation and talk about possible guys like Gavin Stone, who hasn't worked out. Matt Andres, potential, has big league experience. He's not going to be that guy. Landon Knack, like you mentioned, a guy they drafted high, but still, he's still a ways away. Yes, you like to see him get promoted. I think Emmett well, he Sheehan. Did. He's uh, Emmett Sheehan. Yeah, and, he got promoted. Yeah, they got promoted yeah. to, to AAA. So that's one step closer. Obviously, it's one step closer, but that's really the next step for these guys because uh, they, uh, Andrew Friedman does not like promoting from AA. But there's a realization, okay, we need to see where these guys are at. They proved enough at AA for sure. Owning, owning, uh, owning that rotation uh, down in Tulsa, um, it's time, and we could see these guys in an emergency within a couple of weeks. But, uh, but in a if, month, if maybe. we see that, if we see that, that tells me everything I need to know. Yes, I think they have potential. Yes, I think they can be pieces that could help this bullpen, yeah. this rotation, in the future. But that does not scream a team that has a lot of win now pieces, right? I mean, when your window is where it's at right now, you don't count on those guys. Like we saw that movie last year. We saw them count on guys, yeah. and we already saw one of the first dominoes drop in Alex Reyes, who's going to be Dunzo for the season. <sighs> By the way, Alex, I don't appreciate that. I was in the Dodgers clubhouse. You looked me in these two eyes, and you said that you're going to be back in june what happened my man no get better soon i like the fact you have that option maybe he can be yep. a piece next season daniel hudson it looks like they could have him back in the next few weeks he performed pretty well at the arizona complex league and it remains to be seen can he come back and be that high leverage guy that he was is it going to be at the top of the food chain a daniel hudson and an evan phillips because if that's the case and he's the guy who's striking out over 30% of his batters, walking 5% of his batters, having success. That would go a long way, but still with the volatility of bullpen pieces, with some of the inconsistency that we've had, and you've even seen some regression from Evan Phillips, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. So I think that if you really want to invest in this team, you got to go out, possibly make some moves. But really, like I said, you focus on the bullpen, but I think you're kind of focusing on the wrong thing if you're a Dodger fan. I think you have to focus solely on the starting pitching. That is the root of the problem. This season, through 66 games, starting pitching has thrown 331 and thirds innings. That's around five innings per start. That's 13th in Major League Baseball. Last year, Dodgers, they were fourth in overall innings from their start. Like I said, just 23 yeah. quality starts. And it's pretty simple. Just kind of simplify things. When the bullpen is bad, you're asking eight relievers to go out there on a bullpen day to get you those outs. You're probably not going to have success. The longer your starter goes, the less you have to lose, use that bullpen, the less chance you have to have guys come in there and be perfect. Because that's what you're banking on. You're banking on guys coming out there and being perfect. I always say the bullpen is the casino, right? The casino <laughs> wins the house always wins and the more times you play at the casino the more times you have to lose i mean your only advantage is you lose all your advantage when you go into a casino when you step in because your best advantage is staying out of the casino to begin with you want to stay out of the casino as much as possible when you do that with starting pitching then go deep into games yeah i mean you also you get better starting pitching you have an opportunity to improve your bullpen by moving guys like michael grove see what he can do in a relief role two-inning guy, one-inning guy, already, boom, that guy is an, an easy improvement over somebody like Phil Bickford, who's pitched a lot of innings for this team over the last two-plus seasons. Um, some some people really like to say they're high on Yancy Almonte. I'm, I'm not that guy. I just don't see it. Yeah, there are times where he's just absolutely nasty and filthy, but there, it, it, the inconsistency is what loses you ball games. So if Dan Hudson's able to take that spot, move into that eighth inning role or the ninth inning role, which I don't think he's going to get because you he, he's not his knee is never going to be right. And I don't think you're going to see a lot of back to backs out of the guy. But if he's in some sort of co eighth inning, ninth inning role. That means less Caleb Ferguson in the ninth, less bruised our Gratterall in the ninth and eighth. It helps. Uh, what is the, the old adage is you shorten a ball game and that's what this team needs to do on both ends of the bullpen really it's the front end and the back end they need to shorten a ball game so i agree Facts. i agree with you on the starting pitching but um i don't not, i do not like this bullpen and i have been extremely uh, vocal about that uh, since the beginning of the season i was one of the guys who was spouting out numbers 7 games in that i did not like and nobody really cared about because I mean, I'm not really active enough to give a crap on my Twitter, but I did not like. Thank you. I did not like a, a, a lot of things I was seeing. The, the you know the, the punch, as Dave will call it, wasn't there to start the season. They were walking dudes, and 
from game from week one, it's the same kind of the same situation. It's just now there's there's um there's a bigger sample size. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you look at the punch. You talk about how bullpens are constructed difference differently, and really the magic elixir for this bullpen is Hornito. Is Hornitos <laughs> the magic elixir for this organization? Mark Pryor and company is they bring in a guy that has some talent, has some raw potential. You teach him that slider, and you go out there yeah. and be effective. But now the punch is more of a premium than ever. You need to go out there and find guys that can do that. And yeah, to Michael Carrillo's point, this team didn't invest a lot of money in the bullpen. Was not a great pieces out there. I mean, do you really want to go get Edwin Diaz who busted his knee right in the World Baseball Classic? There really weren't a ton of guys that made a lot of sense at the time. Free agency, absolutely not. Kenley Jansen, Craig Campbell. I mean, there's really not a lot of great names out there. But also, too, I think it does speak to a bigger problem in the fact that, yeah, you haven't focused enough on this bullpen throughout the years as far as the construction. Yeah, you haven't invested enough. Yeah, Andrew Friedman for the bullpen. He shops the 99 cent store for the rotation and the position players. He shops at Bristol Farms. He shops at Erewhon. He shops at Gelson's, all the stores that Noah shops at, right? So, look, I think he needs to invest more in this bullpen. I think, too, guys like Nick Robertson that can miss bats, guys like Emmett Sheehan, guys that can miss bats and overpower and dominate hitters, that is what I want to see. I want to see less of a pitch-to-contact style of bullpen. And I do think, though, that if you go out there and you make some trades, I'm dropping a video tomorrow about some trade targets that they could go after i definitely think that you can help in a lot of different ways to try to move things back and get that starting pitcher that can go out there you can trust as a top four because i think the the if we're being completely honest for taking the true serum it's unrealistic to expect dawson may to come back and be the guy that he was it's unex it's unrealistic to expect walker Buehler to be someone that's gonna have a huge impact now julio arias i'm looking at him because he has a lot to earn this season. Really does. He, of course, just had that setback, and that really just took this bullpen, this rotation issue to a whole nother level. But he has a 4.39 ERA this season, a, a fifth north of five. So he has a lot of work to do to become the pitcher that he was. But a couple guys I want to see. I'm starting to buy into the idea of Shane Bieber. And I will say, we got a comment here. Uh, number 47 on YouTube, thanks for uh, joining the conversation, said uh, Shane Bieber would be awesome in L.A. Shane Bieber, look, this is the interesting thing about Shane Bieber is that, one, he makes sense from a contractual standpoint and that he's not going to be a guy you have to have for two, three, four years. He's a guy that is under team control for just the remainder of this season and next season so you could get off that contract. Yes, the strikeout rate has dipped. Yes, the velocity has dipped. But the reality is he's just effective. He just pitched a gem yesterday. He goes seven scoreless. And, yeah, I think he's another name that's really interesting that the Dodgers should strongly consider pursuing but, yeah, Cleveland is three games under 500 at the moment. But they're also only a game and a half out of first place. You can't trade one of your frontline starters, even if you're not. He's not, he's not an ace. You know, he's not the Shane Bieber he was a couple of years ago. But how do you sell that to your fan base? Uh, we're going to punt even though we're right here. They always trade early. I mean, if you go to Pawn Stars, they're taking the first Game deal they get. Game and a half behind first place. You go to Pawn Stars, and it's, if it's Chewy and them, they're just accepting that first deal, right? Anything they can get, they'll did accept. Did he say something about Chewy? I heard that. I think it's uh, Chumley, Chumley. Oh, did he say Chumley? Oh, my bad. I'm oh, Chumley. I thought he I'm was really trying to... I was like, I was trying to think of the characters, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I thought he was going to bring no. his uh, his used Chewy to... Yeah. Uh, you know, shout out like, Chumley. What's that called? All Star Pond or something like that? The, the reality know. is the way what they do shop. when you are the Cleveland Guardians, the way they operate there. You're not going to they let they're they're the franchise that led Francisco Lindor, right? Yes, yeah, they're they extended not, they're not Jose good. Ramirez, but they see these pitchers as if it's the expiration date on milk, right? They want to trade, get any value yeah. they can. If they can get a haul for a Shane Bieber, and guess what? They are an organization. They see his velocity as dip. They see some of his numbers have trended in the wrong way, but I think he can be unlocked. I think Dr. Pryor and Connor McGinnis, like I said, I don't know if they didn't pay their rent on the pitching lab or something like that, but maybe <laughs> they can get up to speed with their payments and reopen it uh -huh. and see what they can get out of Shane Bieber because he would make a lot of sense, but also, too, I mean, Dylan Cease, Lucas Giolito, some names we've talked about in the past. I think Dylan Cease is one that the prospect capital might be a little too high for this organization, yeah. considering he's under multiple years of team control. You probably would have to part ways with some of those top prospects. You might even have to include a Diego Cartaya if you would pair him with, let's say, a Joe Kelly, which I'm on board with, a Liam Hendricks. Hopefully, I'm praying for your elbow, my man. That hurt me. You got to be out on Liam Hendricks. I'm though. out on you him. You got to be I, out. I, I don't, I'm not all the way out. I, I like. I think his value has dipped a little bit. You know what I mean? A little bit. I mean, we'll it's see. What, Look, four games and and his elbows already barking. Like, 
Yeah. This is this year's kind of a wash for him. Thank God he's healthy. He can use my elbow. Uh, thank God he came not back from, from you know battling and kicking cancer's ass. Uh, that's fantastic. That's phenomenal. That's wonderful. But uh, he's not gonna. I don't. I don't, I don't want him in my bullpen. I don't think that's uh, bringing another guy with a forearm issue to the fray is not what you need to do. Yeah, right I now. mean, I think it's, Joe Kelly though. White Sox fans want him gone. Yeah, I think Joe Kelly makes so much sense. Even though he's doing what Joe Kelly thinks. He's doing exactly what he always does. I mean, he's really starting to have another peak. I mean, you're talking about the strikeout (laughs) rate, sky high, the the velocity. And we don't, I don't think we... I got in the weeds on uh, White Sox Twitter the other day. No, they don't. And that's, I think that's part of the reason why I think it makes sense for him to go to another franchise that's comfortable with his style, with how to use him. It would be plug and play for him in LA. So I like the idea of that. And I think just... And you trade uh, uh, Miguel Vargas so he gets a 17 back. Miguel Vargas. Miguel Vargas is... Maybe maybe for Castillo. You already have that statue. Maybe lose Castillo. I, I got yeah, you here. That's really my favorite thing about J.D. Martinez. Uh, uh, a little bit earlier, Evan Rapp said, uh, Nack and Sheehan moving to AAA doesn't inspire a lot of confidence uh, that either can really help. You don't seem exceptionally high on these guys as well. I'm sure you're Yeah, you're going to have something, but if they, if these are the guys that, that the team is going with to fix the bullpen uh, and, or fix the pitching staff heading into October, I don't think you would be a very happy boy. I mean, look, I think that it's a lot of risk there. It's a lot of risk, and you're putting a lot of pressure on young pitchers that really haven't done it at this level to perform on the biggest stage. Yes, it's possible. It works, though, from time to time. You look at Walker Bueller. You look at what uh, Bobby Miller's doing so far. Yeah, look, I mean, these guys, I mean, if you look at his number, I mean, Knack has a sub-1 whip, ERA 226, something like that. He does have really nice stuff, but is he someone that you think is going to it's going to sit what a leapfrog a possible Tony Gonsolin in an NLDS series or a Dustin May in an NLDS series or Ryan Pepio in an NLDS series because you have to figure that at some point some of those rotation guys are going to get healthy enough that you're going to say hey they at the very least could make a start in a postseason series but if you trade for someone they know the deal if you trade for Lucas Giolito a Dylan Cease a Corbin Burns who has pitched much better of late yes the Brewers they're right in the mix there in the central but there's another franchise look we saw them trade Josh Hader when they were still contenders I mean that's a natural trade partner I think that's still a possibility a lot of friction between him and that organization it just began to become a matter of who's the competition I mean we saw with Jacob deGrom whose arm fell off for the 15th time unfortunately you hate to see that the Rangers are going to be in the market we know that the Padres are probably going to be in the market potentially we'll see I mean they're a little strapped at the moment but yeah we'll see what the Dodgers competition looks like but I think it's pretty clear it's pretty evident to me that you really are testing the market at this point you're seeing what you have and sometimes what's really in front of you I mean I'm interested to see Andrew Freeman in close proximity to this White Sox organization during this series and look I mean that's just kind of how it is Sometimes you want to go to the store and window shop a little bit before you go buy it on Amazon exactly and that's uh, that's what's going on here Amazon is coming to you. It's like an Amazon Fresh store. You ever been to one yeah, of those? I have not. Oh, man. thought this guy was classy over <laughs> here. But oh, yeah. uh, it, make sure you guys are always tuned and tubed to uh, Doug McCain's YouTube channel here. Let's because they are going to have more, a lot more talk about trades, about p- pitching, about bullpen. So that will be coming up uh, in the coming days, weeks, in the next uh, month and a half, two months, uh, leading up to that August 1st trade deadline. But... We did say before we were getting out of here that we were going to talk about Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts uh, gets a lot of crap about doing his job either well or more so not well. You wouldn't get crap for doing your job well. Um, But it's not all on him. There, There is blame pie to be sliced. And some folks are already handing out some blame pie uh, portions very early in the stream but is it is it dave how much is on andrew friedman and and brandon gomes in the front office how much of it is on mark Pryor and and connor mcginnis and the rest of the pitching coach uh pitching coaching staff robert van skoyak hey nobody's calling for his head all of a sudden this year i mean and until max muncie's coming up and people don't understand how things work but it's not him it's not aaron bates um or not as much Give me your what is what is your your uh, your blame pie? Let's talk Dave Roberts. If I had to bring up the blame pie at this point, I still think that Dave Roberts does what he does 
at a solid enough level to justify his position within the organization. I mean, you saw Bruce Bochy is doing with the Texas Rangers. He's a phenomenal manager. He's a Hall of Fame manager. Dave Roberts. Great signing. Great addition for that team, man. Biggest head I've ever seen in person at the winter meetings. Was, I will tell you. He was a large man. That was Mount Rushmore status. Like, not even <laughs> like the Mount. I mean, literally as big. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, I think when you look at this organization, I think Dave Roberts He's he's in place to be a culture builder. He's a guy, like I said, he's David Goggins in the Dodgers uniform. He's there to motivate, to inspire, to try to get buy-in. Yes, I do think that if some of these moves that he's making with this bullpen are on him, yeah, you would probably point the finger, but I think it's pretty clear, it's pretty evident that it's a collaborative process. It's like when you look at this team and Andrew Freeman, and we talked about the bullpen, the lack of investment they have in the rotation. I mean, the bullpen, I yeah. think that you really look at the organization first. I would go, if I had to give Dave Roberts, I go 20 per 25% blame for Dave, just because that 25% is what he's paid for. He's paid to fall on the sword. I mean, he's the yeah. guy that's supposed to take that blame, but the rest, it's really the organization, the ingredients that he's have. Look, really, he was riding in a private jet, right? He had a private jet with all these players. This year, it's more like Spirit Airlines with that bullpen, right? So he has to manage a Spirit Airlines bullpen. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely a rough go of it but everyone's gonna blame dave roberts i always say that and the thing is it's almost like the titanic everyone blames edward smith really it's you blame the people that built the titanic i mean it was the quality the construction the fact that they used the cheaper rivets and they were used the wrought iron instead of going with the steel rivets if you had Man. put more money and investment in the titanic it would not have sunk bro history, put history lesson of the titanic with doug mckay bro put in some time i didn't I know. know you were a titanic head i didn't know it's that like I an know. anomaly in my brain anytime you see the titanic i gotta just get right I, back into I, it yeah i feel that Fun i'm, fact I'm about really loving like the 8k video coming out from Ooh. under the under the world yeah, there no that. That, that Fun fact about cool. the titanic though is the pool is still full <laughs> The pool is still full on the Titanic. Do you know People that, guys? Die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But no, I look, I still think, look, I think. He's having a good time. But I will say this, Clint. Look, if at this year, if, if I think the thing with Dave Roberts is the buy-in is still there with his players. I think we would all know from their faces if the frustration was there. I would know in a heartbeat if guys like Freddie and Mookie and the veterans on this team. Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward, JD. Uh, uh, yeah, DP. Dave Peralta. I mean, these, these are guys that have been starters all their career, and they've bought fully into what their roles are on this team. I mean, even I'll tell you as, a, as, as somebody who's managed a very bad team over the years with my softball team, I will tell you yeah. that uh, you, you hear a lot about the bad player on your team and the fact that he is able to keep people rallied around Trace Thompson for two and a half months, two months. Um, that's pretty damn impressive rallied around uh trying to win and and cover for for other teammates when the bullpen is struggling uh all that kind of stuff so dave uh, dave uh, is doing his job man that's not on him yeah there are times um you wish he wouldn't go to caleb ferguson again after he just blew a game i think he's too quick to throw people back in the fire but that's it tells you, you know, there's there's a warning on the label that says he's going to make bad pitching decisions. That's what he does. And he he doesn't have the best staff that he's had in the past. And he, I, I do think the the lack of a closer really has it's changed something. Maybe it's not just with him, but maybe it's it's with the the bullpen, with the staff in there. They still offense knows their role. The bullpen, I don't think everybody fully knows their role as well because you have you have been coming in any time. I mean, uh, what? Uh, Evan Phillips is pitching the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth innings this year. He's a guy that can do it, but even him, like you said, you were saying earlier, he, this hasn't been the Evan Phillips that was last year. This has been a guy that that's beatable, that's susceptible to giving up a home run or a couple of hits or whatever it is. Um, he's not the same guy. Bruce Dar, he, he decided he wanted to go not let anybody else play the, any positions, and he's going to go field everything. He gets into bad habits, and he throws them right back out there. Dave throws them right back out there. Ferguson, again, throws them right back out there. I think that happens a little bit too much. But that's what you get with David Roberts. I uh, my blame pie, uh, it's it's a lot of it is on Andrew Friedman and the bullpen that this team was left in, left with, um, or Dave Roberts was left with. But also, I can understand that a lot of those guys were very good last year, so I can see them being like, "Oh yeah, you would assume they're going to be good again this year." A lot of changes. You know, they traded away Adam Kalarik after the 2020 World Series because they knew there were rule changes coming. There was the three batter minimum that was going to affect his usability and his his dominance in his role. 
We knew that that would uh, affect uh, the pitch clock would affect Alex Vesia, but they ran him out of here uh, a whole bunch. But it's on him yeah. and it's on the players. My blame pie mentioned a bunch of, of front office people and coaches did not mention the players, and it's on the pitchers just not doing their job. Yeah, no, exactly, hundred percent. I think it's roster construction more than anything. I think Clint. If Andrew Freeman, this front office, sat Dave Roberts down and said, we're going a different direction. We're going to bring A, B, and C players in. We're going to bring these different guys in, guys that can miss bats. He'd be on board with it. Dave Roberts would completely embrace that. I'm not saying that he's not at fault at all because I do think that you want to inspire your guys. You want to have that edge. I think one thing I've always thought about Dave Roberts, is he too nice? Is he too nice? Does he empower his players too much? I'm not in that clubhouse during team meetings or anything like that. But You're I mean, not trying hard enough. I'm not, yeah, I mean, you know. Like, it's tough. I mean, I'll try to hide under <laughs> Freddie's bag or something like yeah, that, but they're kicking me out. They're like, get out. So, but like, this is Been the thing. There. But I always wonder, though, does he have the fire? I mean, does he get these guys angry, have that edge? I mean, one story that always comes to mind with Tommy Lasorda is when they were on the road and Don's son, he wrote that letter, he wrote that op-ed, right, and about Steve Garvey, and they had beef. And Steve Garvey goes to Tommy Lasorda, and you would think he would defuse the situation, right? You would think he would say, okay, let's kiss and make up. <laughs> yeah, he encourages yeah. Steve Garvey to go fight Don Sutton, which he does. They go to blows, and they thought that was the turning point for the 1981 season. So to have that tension, to have that kind of walking on eggshells edge, I kind of might want to see more in that. But at the same token, too, you want guys to be authentic. You want to be who they are, kind of think about that. But, yeah, I think for right now, I'm looking at this – front office they're the biggest reason why this bullpen is where it is they realized that the rules were changing they knew they didn't have the cheat code with the restricted shift and having a pitch to contact bullpen and look they also know that if there's one position group that's the easiest to fix during the season it is the bullpen you can't go out and get a chris martin you can't go out there and make some moves and i'm interested to see what they do i think it's going to be very telling to see what they do during the year to see how invested and how committed they are to the 2023 Dodgers. And I want to say, Andrew Friedman, if you're listening, which I know you are, especially this late in the show, <laughs> this is a team worth going all in on. This is Freddie Freeman really at is. the peak of his powers. This is prime Mookie Betts. This is a J.D. Martinez who's back to being one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball, one of the best sluggers in Major League Baseball. He'll probably be gone. You got Jason Hayward here on a one-year deal. This could be the last year of Julio Urias. This could be the last year for Clayton Kershaw. This is a a team of franchise in a city that's not content with one World Series. I hate saying the fact that, hey, maybe the Dodgers have done less with more than any team in Major League Baseball. I always call them the incomplete elite. I think you need one more World Series title to really say, hey, you are the model franchise. If you want to do that, I think this team is worth going all in. I don't think they're as far away as a lot of people think. I think when you look at the competition out there, if you go out there, get some bullpen pieces, maybe add a starter, maybe add a bat, you could win this year. And then we'll cross that Otani bridge when we get there. Don't look so far ahead. Hey, you got to worry what's right in front of you, he man. He said it. He said Otani. Damn it. I think that That's means right. that it? just Act. about time to get out of here. But, um, Andrew, we do know you're listening. You're a big fan of the show, right? We're a big fan of you. Um, figure it out. Dodgers. And I think some of these guys will figure it out. They're now inspired by D-Mac over here. Here's the, the new and improved uh, Tommy Lasorda. Yeah. Get in there. Tell him to fight. Hey, I'm just saying this team... It, this team is not as far off as I think a lot of people just want to ride out this team. They want to say this is a gap year, a transition year. But, hey, you have to sometimes worry about what's right in front of you, like Ferris Bueller said, right? You don't want to look too far ahead. And I think this team is still worth going in on because otherwise, why would you bring in Freddie Freeman? Why'd you bring in Mookie Betts on that deal? Mookie Betts turned into a World Series already. You still have the P's in place, a core in place. We haven't even mentioned Will Smith, who's still emerging as one of the best hitting catchers in the entire sport. So yeah. I still want to see this team go out there and be aggressive because, look, we know, too, that if you sign a Shohei Otani, it's not going to be easy to win a World Series. So go out there, Freeman, spend money. You're not going to get the Halloween candy the next day. You got to pay the premium price to go out there and win. I want to see an aggressive Andrew Freeman, a 2021 Andrew Freeman, a 2017 Andrew Freeman, not a 2022 Andrew Friedman. Hey, you know what they say? If you want the dub, you got to hold the lead. <laughs> you got to hold the lead. I cannot emphasize it enough. You got to hold the lead. Super quick before we get out of here, Dodgers, White Sox, three games. Let's go middle cam, uh, get everybody out of here. Predictions. What's what are your series predictions in the three game? Uh, the three gamer. I mean, it's Dodgers at home. Of course, they're gonna win. Go with the sweep. You're going sweep. 
Woo! What do you got? What do you got, uh, DJ producer Cody? I'm gonna go two and one. Two and one. Uh, you know, they, I'll go there. I'm gonna. I, they lose the middle game. This yeah. is the World Series to me. I need them to up, lower that White Sox record. This is World Series like pressure and viewing from I my standpoint. So, but this is my World I love series. the energy. Love my the passion. Yeah, uh, he's bringing the kids his, uh, got a lot of fight. He's bringing his hope to the fight there. Hey Noah, you got a number? Three and oh, we got sweet. White Sox or Dodgers, though. Oh, oh. he's not, he's not going to let you know. He's until pissed after that you said series. that even. Two and one. Greg, Greg Martinez <laughs> says three and oh. Carl says two and one. Uh, Seth Gribble says D Max stole my comment. I don't know which one that is, but uh, he's been known. He's been known to steal. Some I have things. the comments. Uh, Roach says they go six and nine on this three game home strip. I don't know. Says uh, three and zero oh at home. Randy Watson two and one Dodgers. Carnivorous lunar activity says does Syndergaard pitch? No, he throws batting practices. Actually, uh, kind of what he does. Victor Banos. I'm assuming I'm saying that right. Says two and one. Roy Estrada three and zero oh, as long as no bullpen game. Ricardo, my buddy, he says sweet. He was in the stream. Let's go. He also said, hey, what's the What's the Anyways, uh, Michael Creo says Dodgers get swept 0 and 3, and that's uh, it's always a good time to end on. Actually, we'll end on uh, Craig saying 3 0, or Michael saying 4 0. Guys, thank you for hanging out with us as always. We very much appreciate uh, the love, the support, the super chats mean uh, the world. This guy can go out and buy himself um, a, a, a PS3 quarter. <laughs> That'll yeah, work. Yeah, something like that. But find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Read articles there. Keep up with your Dodgers. Really helps us out when you do click there. Uh, buy some merch over at GearUp.LA. It helps out the bottom line for everybody here on the staff. Subscribe to Blue Heaven. We are on iTunes. We are on Spotify. We're on uh, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Pandora, any of them. I don't even think Google Play exists anymore, but I've been saying this for six years. So just find us. Google us. That's all you got to do. Find us on Google. Find us in your heart. Find us in your grandma's. Oh, uh, never mind. I'm not going to say that. Hey. Does this say underwear drawer? <laughs> I don't know why. Listen, I'm having a good time here. Please do subscribe to YouTube, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV, or just go slash at Dodgers Nation TV. I am real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Go have a Jim Beam. Go have yourself. Uh, some fine hornitos, and we'll see you later in the week. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.